That which is corruptible must clothe itself with incorruptibility, and that which is mortal must clothe itself with, more, with immortality. One of the greatest losses of our own Catholic tradition in recent years is an understanding of the Christian reality of death. In an effort to refocus ourselves on the promise of the resurrection, most Catholics today are completely ignorant of the church's teaching on why we should pray for the dead, for example, or the reality of purgatory. In fact, I would wager that most Catholics think that the Second Vatican Council got rid of purgatory. And this is a result in, of, this results in some really odd dichotomies in the way that we approach death in our culture today. On one hand, we have a normal cultural tendency to mourn, to wear black at funerals. You see things like the honors we give to military men and women at their burial when the bugler plays out taps while the American flag is folded neatly and solemnly. And these sort of things usually overshadow the Catholic rites of burial. Why? Well, because quite honestly, the quote-unquote Catholic rite has a sort of opposite approach. I've heard many funeral homilies which say things like, we don't really need to be sad anymore because Granny's with Jesus. The priest Lucy tries to get everyone in a good mood. There's a sort of an external denial that any mourning is necessary. So which is right? Should we mourn at the death of our loved ones, or should we rejoice? And as you may expect, the Catholic answer is always both. We should rejoice not because our loved one is immediately brought before the heights of heaven, but because through the power of our Lord's resurrection, each of us is given a hope of future glory. But we should also mourn because our loved one was a sinner and had in many ways fallen short of the perfection that our Lord desires of each of us. Death itself is the result of sin. That is enough reason to mourn. But the greatest response we must pay in the face of death is neither happiness nor sadness, but prayer. For that which is corruptible must clothe itself with incorruptibility, and that which is mortal must clothe itself with immortality. Our deceased loved ones need our prayer right now because they must now take off the clothing of sin and death and put on the new man, put on the white robes of the saints. They must be purged of every taint of sin, purified of every evil desire. Then and only then are they fit for the, for the kingdom of God. And this purification is what the church calls purgatory, the cleansing required of all those holy souls who, while judged by God to be destined for heaven, still must be prepared. And our prayers can assist them in that process. So can the many masses that we offer for them, the many acts of penance and fasting that we perform for our deceased loved ones. And while we may mourn that such a cleansing is necessary, the beauty is that this purification is our Lord's final act of mercy towards all these holy souls. He will destroy death forever. The reproach of his people he will remove. On that day it will be said, Behold our God, to whom we looked to save us. The cleansing of purgatory is a good thing because it prepares the imperfect soul to experience the vision of God in heaven. No one leaves purgatory unfit for God's kingdom. And so blessed are those souls who undergo this cleansing. We should not mourn for them, but we should ever pray for them. What is worth our tears and sadness is the bitter truth that many Catholics today never pray for the dead. And that these holy souls must therefore undergo the purifying fires of purgatory without our aid without the support of their children, their family, their spouses, their closest friends, who, though still living, are able to assist them with their spiritual sacrifices, but do not. So let us pray for them, that in this holy Mass, God and his mercy will be pleased to give them the joy that they so long desired.